Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Drive By. I am, I tell you, I've got a great show for you today. I hope you're ready to, as John Martini said, expand your mind, get ready to take that next step. My guest today is, uh, spent her life looking at ways for us to understand our sexuality, for understand who we are, and to understand what it means to find out the truth of being sexual and sensual beings. Uh, Gina Ogden, Dr. Gina Ogden, is here with me today. She is the author of the book, The Heart and Soul of Sex, Making the Isis Connection. And so with this book in mind, we're here to explore what she has discovered, what some of the not-so-true things are about sex and sexual relationships, and to find out, is the best really yet to come? Uh, let me just give you a little bit of information uh, about Dr. Gina Ogden. She is a pioneer in sexuality and spirituality. Her visionary work has changed the lives of women all over the country. She has conducted the first nationwide survey on integrating sexuality and spirituality, hence ISIS, to challenge the performance-oriented norms. And in the end, what we'll talk about today, we'll be talking about the book, we'll be talking about the myth, and we'll be talking about... Is there really a difference between sex and spirituality? And so with that in mind, Dr. Gina Ogden, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, Pat, I am so happy to be here. Well, this is really exciting. I've got a lot to ask you. What I wanted to do, though, is to get a sense of you and who you are and what has uh, created this level of passion for you about sex, about sexuality, what is it about your journey? What, is, what are some of the obstacles that you've overcome to bring you to this very moment, to have you do the work that you're doing? I think the first obstacle that I overcame was, was growing up in my family. <laughs> I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, in the days when sex was banned in Boston. And I consider myself now a recovering proper Bostonian. That what it left me with, that this sense of no information, was there must be something out there that I'm not seeing. And when I began to train as a family therapist, because by then I had not only grown up in a crazy family, but I had created one or two of my own, and I thought I'd better, I'd better move out of this place where, where there are secrets and where things are not working and where communication is really weird. And when I was training as a family therapist, and we're talking early 1970s now, there were all these people coming into the clinic I was training in with, with sexual issues and nobody could deal with them. And I ran to the family therapy literature and looked up under F and sex was not listed. So <laughs> I ended up I ended up, long story short, as a PhD sexologist. <laughs> I went out to the West Coast 
found a wonderful program, the Institute for Advanced Study of Human Sexuality, and immersed myself in this. And lo and behold, what I found out was that women really did not factor into the power language there, that all of the constructs like the Masters and Johnson um, supposed human sexual response cycle was really a male sexual response cycle. So I began to focus on women. And I've written The Heart and Soul of Sex is my sixth book. But the, the book that got me out into the media was a book that just preceded it. It was called Women Who Love Sex. And in this, I was talking with colleagues and friends and by now hundreds, maybe thousands of clients who were telling me a different story about sexuality that I, then I was hearing in from my professors or from the literature that was out there at the time. And when I was on the road with women who love sex, audiences were saying, wait a minute, these women are talking about spirituality as well as sexuality. And I thought, well, how will I research that? And when I looked, when I looked at the literature, I found out nobody had ever done a survey. There were books out there about my journey this or my journey that, but it it felt to me like like blind people describing an elephant. They only had they only had one piece of the story because nobody nobody had ever asked a lot of people. So I ended up doing a survey and got almost four thousand responses, which is huge for a sex survey. Plunged back into academia because I had to somehow justify that I had done this independent survey that was coming up with with all these all these not only ideas but statistics that were very different from what the big institutional sex surveys were saying. Even I mean I'm, this is this is breakthrough what we're talking about here. You know, the work that you've done and actually putting this to a survey and and I can understand why uh, you know the academic piece fits in here because part of what we do is we latch on to a bit of information as in previous surveys and boy we hold them as true until someone like you comes along and says well wait a minute this may not be exactly right right and you can do anything you want with numbers you can manipulate them and also when I was on the media with women who love sex people kept asking me well how many people how many women feel this way what are the percentages and I realized that the power language in this society that we live in is numbers. It is. So not being a numbers person myself, I realized that this was some part of probably my karmic path, <laughs> that I was burning up a lot of, <laughs> of something that I had done in past lives that I, that I had to go into the numbers part of, of human sexuality. And my study ended up not only being about women, but it it was about men as well. 
And that's part of the conversation really is to get both perspectives uh, in looking at uh, sexuality. But we're busting through a number of different, let's call them myths, let's call them uh, obstacles, whatever that is that we've created in this country at least, because I know that this is not the case in, in other countries, especially um, over in Europe. But one of the things that we know here is that we've got some issues. That's right. We have, I mean, one of the issues that we have, for instance, plucking plucking out of about 150 of them that come to mind, <laughs> but one that bubbles up to the top, is the notion that sex is everywhere. You turn on your TV, you open your newspaper, you, you go to the bookstore, and it's sex, sex, sex. But... But what are the messages there that we see? We see that there are beautiful, perfect young bodies doing it. We see that, um, uh, on the other hand, we're getting this message that it's not okay to be a woman who loves sex. I had a lot of fun being out there with that book because what are women who love sex? What What are the names in the culture? that come up for you when I say the words women who love sex. And, of course, there's nothing complimentary there. And, in fact, we could change the culture, I feel, if we changed the names we called women who love sex, if we started calling them powerful and insightful and inspired and warm and loving. However... One of the issues there is that out in the culture is that there are a lot of models of sexuality that say we're bad if we don't measure up in certain ways. Good girls don't. Real men score is one of the big myths. Uh, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Sex is dirty. And then the great double message, sex is dirty, save it for the one you love. But we have really created a wide range of, uh, of things to, to hold us back from truly exploring our sexuality, our sensuality, and you're absolutely right. I, I mean, the books that you have written have been uh, groundbreaking. Women Who Love Sex is one of those books where... Uh, you've gotten this book out into other countries, you've sold uh, quite a few copies, you've opened up the door for people to take a look at a different experience. And this is really a journey, as I see it. This is a journey. And we're going to journey with you, uh, Dr. Ogden, uh, throughout the show, talking about your, your survey, talking about the heart and soul of sex. And I wanted to make sure that folks listening to the show that you are uh, know the website to to go to to find out more information to find out more about the ISIS survey, which we're going to be talking about after break. It is GinaOgden.com. GinaOgden.com. That's where you can go. When we come back, we're going to be looking at um, the heart and soul of sex. We're going to be talking about the survey itself. We'll talk about some of the things that Dr. Ogden has discovered, things that you might not uh, you might not know about, or, or you might be a little bit surprised about this. And by the way, to get this many women to participate in this kind of survey is extraordinary. Is extraordinary. We'll take a short break, and when we come back, 
We'll be back with the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By, and my special guest today, Dr. Gina Ogden. The book is The Heart and Soul of Sex, Making the Isis Connection. We'll be right back. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Julie, where have you been? Benny, I just returned from a fabulous seminar with Karen Ramsey, learning about how my relationship to money is holding me back from living the life I want. Well, I can't seem to save enough money to contribute to an IRA these days, but I think, you know, it's just too late to start now. Well, Benny, I see that you just bought yourself a latte this morning, and how many times a day do you do that? Uh, well, I'd say like two or three times a day, but I mean, seriously, what's your point, Julie? If you save the money you spend on just one latte a day, you'd easily be able to contribute $1,400 dollars a year to your IRA. No kidding. I never thought about it that way. Well, Karen Ramsey says it's never too late to start no matter where you are. And the sooner you start, the better. Well, you know, that's fine with people with money, but how can someone like me afford financial advice from someone like Karen Ramsey? Well, you don't need to be wealthy to get excellent financial advice. In fact, why not tune into her new show beginning October 12th and learn about the myths about money that keep us from living the lives we're meant to live. And visit her on the web at caringmoney.com. That's caringmoney.com. The Empowerment Partnership, empowering the lives of thousands of people around the world just like you. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership, whatever you think you are, you're more than that. To learn more, call 1-800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Releasing the past and stepping fully into the present is now easier than imagined. Hi, I'm Sue Newfeld Ellis of QuantumHealing.us. Dr. Pat and I will be teaming up to give you many powerful ways to open the door to an extraordinary life. Tune in and discover how, starting February 15th. For more information and to receive 25 tips to reduce your stress, visit quantumhealing.us. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Basile, and I'm here with Dr. Gina Ogden. I want to remind everyone that, yep, we're taking calls, so feel free to give us a call. Also, you can connect and get your questions in. I know that many of you like to communicate with us through email. So you can shoot off an email right now to live at the drpatshow.com that's l i v e at t h e d r patshow.com and we will get your question on air. Uh Dr. Ogden, thank you so much for joining the show today. As a as a a colleague and a researcher as well, I know what goes in to putting a survey like this together. First of all, a lot of passion. Yes. Those of us that are in the trenches doing research know <laughs> But you cannot take this, embark on this journey without a lot of passion for the content. 
Well, if you didn't, you would die of something, <laughs> boredom, or you would just grow too old to keep staying alive. <laughs> and, and very few, few people take the results of what they've discovered and put it into a, a book, or at least a book that is as enlightening, that is as um, that presents as many uh, sets of information that take us off of the norm of what we think and what we think we know. Well, you know, I, I, I am a therapist, a clinician, and I was before I was a researcher, although those two things, of course, go together. But I, my, part of my passion was taking these 3,810 responses of which 1,465 people wrote long letters, the stories of their lives, and how was I going to put this into something that was useful for other people to read and look at and use in their lives? And what one of the one of the very kind of overarching things that I found out was that of all of these people, they were defining sex not as performance, doing it intercourse genital stimulation with a goal of orgasm, for instance, which is, which is the way sex and even sexuality is mostly defined in this culture. But they were defining it as something much larger. They were defining it as, as being, of course, um, having to do with physical sensation, but also something that was opening their hearts, mm. something that was changing their minds, something that was bringing them to some kind of spiritual realizations that that were beyond, connecting them with a power beyond themselves and beyond their partners. And when all of these came together, when the body, mind, heart, spirit in, in our and our sexual response comes together, something amazing can happen. And that something is transformation, that we move from one state of being, which is open, sexy, happy, mad, whatever we are, into a place that, <clears throat> that the respondent described. Some of them were going into past lifetimes. Some of them were seeing the face of God. Some of them were having these incredible connections with their partners that just moved them in quantum ways in their relationships. And it's what I came to call the Oh God experience, whether it's God or goddess or tree or nature or whatever you want to call it. But what is it we say in bedrooms all over the world in those moments of transformation? We're not yelling, oh, devil, oh, devil. We're yelling, oh, God. And there is something about our sexual relationships, our sexual responses that moves us to connect with energies that are outside us, that are much bigger than the way it's defined in, in our culture and medically as function and dysfunction. It's so way beyond that. It has to do with relationship, 
it has to do with one of one of the amazing things that I found was that with my population when they connected body mind heart spirit with every decade their sexual satisfaction went up instead of down well that's i think that in itself is a point that's worth talking about because i think we have created an image of sex and sexuality that has to do with this uh, well first of all that has to do with a particular generation and then more significantly has to do with a particular age and one of the things that i picked up in your study is that you had a range of respondents people that took the survey ages 18 to 86 that's right 80, 18 to 86 multi-generational and certainly with uh, a, a broad uh a level of possibilities in a survey such as the one that you've created. Were you that, surprised? What was your aha with this? Well, that that was that was a huge aha. And thinking back on it, I think maybe it shouldn't have been such a huge aha. But I, along with the rest of us, had been brainwashed to believe that once you reach the age of thirty, forty, fifty whether you're male or whether you're female, sexual desire tails off, your performance isn't as good anymore, you don't have intercourse as many times a week, blah, 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 blah. That's right. All right? So when this came out, it was like, what? What is going on here that the 70 and 80-year-olds are having a better time than the 30-year-olds? If we ask different questions, and that's, you know, that's, we talk about the secret, which is, which is making history all over the airwaves. To me, the secret of research, or certainly of research in human sexuality, is what questions are you asking? If I ask you, how many times a week are you having intercourse? How many orgasms are you having? How old were you when you first started feeling somebody up in the back seat of a, of a car? I will get very different answers from if I ask you, what, do, what, does, what does your sexual response feel like to you? Um, what does it mean in your life? What does your sexual relationship, what do your intimate relationships feel like and mean in your life? How do they move you along? What are, what are some of the memories that come up for you? What, what, kind of, what kind of emotions are at play? What kind of messages make it difficult or make it wonderful? For, for you to open up in a relationship. So those were some of the questions that I was asking, and, and those were questions that came from the 30 years of working with clients and of many more years of being a woman on this planet. Well, one of the things that I loved about the book is exactly what you're talking about because we know that... All you need to do is put together a survey, and you can slant the survey by the types of questions. And a lot of times when we're asking people how many times or 
or what level did you do this? You know, we have this old, this need to present the answer that you think the survey uh, creator wants. So there are different degrees and levels that come up when we put a survey together and we say to someone, how many times a week have you had sex, as opposed to asking questions that come from the heart. And that's why your book is called The Heart and Soul of Sex, that's in right. my opinion. Thank you. You're wonderful. I wish you were there when we were trying to title this book. We must have had <laughs> 50 pages of titles. You know, what, what are we going to how are we going to, in, the, in simple language, talk about what, what really is, is a huge change of, of perspective on human sexuality? And really get at what, what is really underneath what's going on with people, men and women alike. But I, I think that, uh, and we'll talk about this throughout the book, uh, throughout the, the show today, we'll talk about some of the things you've discovered, including um, uh, one of the one of the diagrams that was very telling to me in the book was the heart and soul in the heart and soul of of, of sex was the ISIS wheel. Yes, and I know that you and I are talking about this. I think for our listeners, what shows up is is the information that you've discovered beyond the physical. When you say sex, we go right to the physical. Right. But you have laid a different platform out. What I had to do in order to collate all of this information that was filling my house, it it came in kind of before the days when everybody was using emails. So there was paper all over my house and my office. And... What I did was go back into my spiritual roots and my spiritual practice, which is basically, which is based on the medicine wheel, which of course has body, mind, heart, and spirit embedded in it. It has positive and negative embedded in it. It has heaven and earth and the inner, inner, um, underground parts of our lives embedded in it. And I thought if we can create a spiritual container for this sexual material, then we have a useful model. And this is what I'm calling the ISIS wheel. It's a medicine wheel for integrating sexuality and spirituality, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Well, we've got lots to talk about. There's lots in the book. I want to let everybody know that I'm here with Dr. Gina Ogden. We're talking about her latest book, The Heart and Soul of Sex. And when we come back from break, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. But one thing in particular that uh, we're going to be talking about is olive oil. And uh, (laughs) you'll find out in a minute what that's all about. We're going to take a short break, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by when we come back. We'll be back with Dr. Gina Ogden. And again, if you want to give us a shout, 866-472-5788. We'll be right back, everyone. Stay tuned. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to discover what's preventing you or your business from obtaining your goals, dreams, and vision. The Inquiring Mind is your partner. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. as Stephanie Durham, professional life coach, presents ACES, Authenticity, Choices, Empowerment, and Success. 
spanning 25 years of successful business tenure, in addition to over four years of training with Caroline Mace at the CMED Institute. Stephanie's authenticity and vast knowledge helps you objectively explore wise choices with her finely attuned facilitator skills, leading you to personal empowerment and ultimate success. Do you know you have power to create what you want in your life and in business? You do. This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463. Hey, Julie, where have you been? Benny, I just returned from a fabulous seminar with Karen Ramsey, learning about how my relationship to money is holding me back from living the life I want. Well, I can't seem to save enough money to contribute to an IRA these days, but I think, you know, it's just too late to start now. Well, Benny, I see that you just bought yourself a latte this morning, and how many times a day do you do that? Uh, I'd say like two or three times a day, but I mean, seriously, what's your point, Julie? If you save the money you spend on just one latte a day, you'd easily be able to contribute $1,400 a year to your IRA. No kidding. I never thought about it that way. Well, Karen Ramsey says it's never too late to start, no matter where you are. And the sooner you start, the better. Well, you know, that's fine with people with money, but how can someone like me afford financial advice from someone like Karen Ramsey? Well, you don't need to be wealthy to get excellent financial advice. In fact, why not tune into her new show beginning October 12th and learn about the myths about money that keep us from living the lives we're meant to live? And visit her on the web at KarenRamsey.com. Are you aware of the invisible forces behind your behaviors? The Empowerment Partnership is, and they'd like to make them visible to you. One of the largest NLP training organizations in the world, says Dun & Bradstreet. The Empowerment Partnership is the industry gold standard in trainings for NLP, hypnosis, and the ancient Hawaiian spiritual system of HUNA. Their students come from a wide-ranging background business, education, psychology, and spirituality. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Call 800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com and mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome everyone, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm your host, yep, that's me, Dr. Pat Basile, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. My guest today is Dr. Gina Ogden. We're talking about the heart and soul of sex, which is her latest book, Making the Isis Connection. And I want to also remind you that if you go to her website, it's a fabulous website. It's full of lots of information. I believe you could even download a copy of the survey. You can submit your story. There is a calendar of events. There are also Isis Connection groups, and we'll talk more about this. Uh, as I mentioned before, Dr. Ogden is also the author of Women Who Love Sex, and this is a result of 10 years of her work, of her research, uh, and asking questions that really get at the heart and soul of sex and what stops us as individuals from fully expressing who we are. 
Because any time that we are constrained, any time that we don't really demonstrate the full extent of who we are as human beings, we are clogging the flow of energy, we're clogging the flow of all that we can be. And sex and sexuality is no different. This is all part of the same puzzle. We've talked a little bit about why this is, but Dr. Gina Ogden is here with us today. You know, I kind of jokingly said we're going to be talking about olive oil, but yes. yeah, we are. <laughs> well, there are many ways you can use olive oil. <laughs> That's right. Of course, we know. But, um, but I use it in a very special way in this book on page 72. Um, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Leonore Tiefer, put me onto this incredible cartoon. So picture two bottles of uh, olive oil standing side by side. And I use this to illustrate the kind of messages that are in the culture about how women are supposed to be. And I particularly use it when I talk about my book, Women Who Love Sex, and the messages that are out there about it's not okay. So picture these two bottles of uh, olive oil. One is called extra virgin olive oil and the other is called cheap slut olive oil and there's lots of stuff on the labels uh, extra virgin of course is it's organic uh, first cold pressing and cheap slut olive oil is heavily processed and going into its 48th hot pressing there's the other stuff too but a touch I really love is that the extra virgin olive oil is tightly corked and wrapped, while the cheap slut olive oil has a screw-off cap, which is very easy to get into. So we see those two images side by side and can understand with humor and hopefully some compassion what a lot of us go through as women growing up and being mature and also as men dealing with those women. When we look at the the image that you've just um, laid out for us, really, and if you go to the book, it's clear in here, I mean, I'm... I definitely, when I got to that page, I was uh, I was like, okay, let me look at this. And, and <laughs> it was really interesting because, of course, for someone like me who comes from, uh, you know, the the ethnic background that I that I come from, olive oil is very rich in, in in our culture. And so it was interesting to really look at this and how one can relate to this and then translate this. What I was really struck by is this really becomes symbolic for me to the messages that we have on television, the messages we have in magazines, uh, the messages that we, we are flashed uh, in, in front of us as we drive down the road and embedded into our, our way of thinking. How do, how do these images either help us uh, in, in, the, in move to the ISIS model of sex or hinder us? Right, the good girl, bad girl. I think that, well, they hinder us when we buy into them because good girls, good girls believe in authority. They believe 
in the numbers. They believe that sex is only about intercourse or only about pleasing a man or only about getting a man or only about looking good or only about I could go on and on. Bad girls, quote-unquote, on the other hand, have found have found a way to transcend the cultural messages, to open their hearts, follow their spirits, and understand that, you know, in this culture, women have finally found a way to say no to sex that hurts or degrades or gives makes them sick. But we have yet in this culture found a way to say yes to pleasure. The culture does not yet give us that permission. So we take that permission. We transcend the messages. And the minute we do, I believe we're in the ISIS wheel. We're already we've we've already gone beyond the constraints or the the message or the mm-hmm. idea that sex is only physical, that we're able to connect our emotions and our thought processes and understand this was a huge understanding for me and it and it took years that sexuality and spirituality for thousands of years have been cut off from one another in the culture. Yes. That it's not okay to connect the two. And in fact, when I was was first doing the survey and piloting it on various friends, um, one of one of my friends who is Italian said, "Oh, I can fill out the sex part, but I can't fill out the spirituality part." I had this Italian Catholic grandmother, and I can feel her turning over in her grave right now. <laughs> and so, I had to understand how deeply sexuality and spirituality are disconnected in this culture and yet when i did when i did the survey and when i listened to thousands of women and, and when i went back and did my my research at harvard and the harvard divinity school and the wellesley centers for research on women i really went back into history and understood that in all of history sexuality and spirituality have always been connected. Sometimes they've had to go way underground, which is true largely now because of our because of our administration and because um, there's, a, there's a lot of, of new right moral majority, there's a lot of moral morality, sexual morality, quote unquote, that's, that's splitting sex and spirit. But in fact, we have always connected it. We've connected spirituality through our bodies. If you go back into the old gods and goddesses, they were all copulating like crazy to create this sun and the moon and the stars and the earth. This is how we came into being. Sexual energy is spiritual energy. Spiritual energy is sexual energy. Well, what I what is so interesting to me about about what you've put together 
and, and I had to really go and look at ISIS. How did you come up with ISIS? And, of course, that was the name of the survey, but right. not really. I mean, ISIS herself is well, an interesting story of sex, right, and spirituality. ISIS appeared. I had worked with this survey for years and years, and it didn't come until I was proposing the book, and I couldn't keep saying the survey on the integrating sexuality and spirituality shows. I needed an acronym. The acronym that appeared was ISIS, and I said, oh, thank you, goddess, because, of course, she is an ancient Egyptian goddess. She's known as the goddess of a thousand names. The major name she is known by is Initiator into the Sexual Mysteries. And the Isis Mystery Schools, if you care to go way back, um, are about connecting sexuality and spirituality. So it, it's no mistake that she appeared no mistake at all. And uh, I want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm here today with Dr. Gina Ogden. We are talking about many things, but boy, i got to tell you, we're just scratching the surface here because the book is loaded, and it's loaded with, beyond information, it's a way for us to, to shift, to move from, I believe as you call it, a performance model to an ISIS model, and we're going to talk about that when we come back from break. And um, also, I have a question from one of our listeners that was just emailed to me. I'll ask the question, and then we'll address it when we come back. And this is the question from, it looks like, Joan in Joan in New Jersey. The question is, in your discovery, in your book, in your study, what did you discover? Is there a difference between heterosexual and, uh, uh, and same-sex couples? What a great question. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Gina Ogden about that. The book is The Heart and Soul of Sex and uh, Making the ISIS Connection. We're also going to be talking about how each and every one of us can make the shift, can make a move to really embrace the true nature of who we are, fully expressed. Uh, this book is uh, groundbreaking, as is her other books, and we'll talk again about that. The website is GinaOgden.com. We'll be right back, everyone. Listen wherever, whenever, VoiceAmerica.com. New Times Naturally Magazine is Tampa Bay's natural health magazine, now in their 20th year, covering body, mind, spirit, nutrition, physical fitness, yoga and Pilates, supplements, meditation, natural product, mental health and strength, spiritual growth, eco-earth, and more. Search for local business, feature stories, media, and product reviews, and an extensive calendar of events. Pick one up at your local business today or visit NewTimesNaturally.com. That's NewTimesNaturally.com. Hi, this is Mark Victor Hansen, and you know me for the chicken soup for the soul, but right now I want to tell you that you've got to listen to my friend Dr. Pat. If you want insights that are out of sight, if you want to go to the next level in your life, you keep listening to this show because she is so kind and generous that she even lets me recommend my website, MarkVictorHanson.com, and if you go there, we want to give you goodies. But Pat is giving you the goodies of a bigger, better mind-brain complex so you can get results that have results that are residual, so you get to have money freedom, time freedom, spiritual freedom, relationship freedom, and go to the highest level, which she's teaching you, which is your genius freedom. Huna is the ancient spiritual teachings of the people of Hawaii. 
Most people who study Huna want to know more about themselves and the world around them. If you are interested in a more spiritual view of the world and want to discover a whole new universe around you, then Huna is for you. Call 800-800-MIND or go to Huna.com to learn about the March 10th through 18th Huna event in Kona, Hawaii. Mention the Dr. Pat Show when you call the Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Would you like one of the most rewarding sales jobs of your life? The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into the number one radio show to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show is hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping promote and sustain the Dr. Pat Show, please submit your resume to pat at the drpatshow.com. Again, that's pat at the drpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in your community and the world. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out more about us, um, I would encourage you to sign up for our newsletter because we are getting ready to go into the next phase of uh, the website and many, many offerings for our listeners. We are also getting ready to kick off the Gift of the Day program again. Uh, we, I've, also, I've already started that on my Monday through Friday show. That's where we give back. We give something away every show to at least one listener. Last year we gave away thousands and thousands of dollars of wonderful things to our listeners as our way of thanking you for tuning us in, turning us on. And we so appreciate that you have uh, brought us to number one status right here in Voice America and on KKNW in Seattle and much more, and we appreciate you. That's why we do what we do. I want to introduce you again to my guest today, Dr. Gina Ogden. The book is The Heart and Soul of Sex. Uh, I would also like to direct you to her website because you'll find that she is doing a number of different events uh, and, and you'll be able to be with her at some of these events so that you can explore the heart and soul of sex. I think you're doing weekend events. Is that right, Dr. Austin? Actually, I'm taking the summer pretty much off to finish my next book. Right. But in September, September. I'm going to be doing a wonderful ISIS circle for women in Massachusetts. So you can find that on my website. It, and it's it, absolutely. If you go to her website, you'll see all of her events and be able to plug in. That's going to be in Massachusetts, and so I know that we have many of you that listen from the New England area, and we so appreciate you tuning in to the show. Uh, but you can check it out. It's a fabulous time to get connected. Before I went to break, I had asked a question regarding uh heterosexual uh, gay and lesbian same sex couples yes and Joan. what your study discovered and i wonder if you could talk to that sure this is this is for you Joan in new jersey <laughs> one of the i think it was a surprise i'm not sure it was a surprise because i've been i've been a therapist for so long but what i found was that 
Um, first of all, I should say that there were probably 82% of the people, women and men who answered, were heterosexual, 18 or so were gay or lesbian, and there were 11 transgender people. There was a lot of other diversity in the, in the, um, uh, in the survey sample as well. But what, what, one of the remarkable things is that the, not, not only the statistical, um, answers that came in, but the letters that came in were remarkably similar. Okay. Because these are all people, and granted it was a specialized sample because people were answering about sexuality and spirituality. But it, I could, one of the things I've contemplated doing sometimes is just reading the answers and making people guess, is this, is this a gay person, a lesbian person, a heterosexual person, mm-hmm. a man, a woman? What, what have we here? Because what I was finding was that people were talking about a heart-to-heart connection as much as they, it, as being what made physical sensation wonderful. In other words, there was this container of of um, of relationship as if as if true eroticism mm-hmm. resided right in the relationship and i should say here also not only the, real, the relationship between you and your partner but the relationship with yourself that that initial partnership between me and me <laughs> is the most important partner that you will ever have and I'm not just talking about the M word, masturbation, mm-hmm. if I can say that on Voice America. I'm talking about how you feel about yourself, how you think about yourself, where, where you are going in your life. If you feel good about yourself, that is one of the greatest predictors of a wonderful relationship, no matter what your gender or your sexual orientation. And I know a lot of, quote, sex is, is defined by gender or sexual orientation, but the heart and soul of sex, I believe, cuts through those, those differentiations and those definitions. Well, you clearly talk about this in the book, and I really want to make clear about this, that the book really takes you on, at least in my opinion, really points to how we can get in touch with the essence of who we are. As a matter of fact, I was very familiar with the Navajo prayer that you've included in the book, which is I Walk in Beauty. Yeah. And and looking at how we move in life, how we acknowledge who we are. Because if we go back to the original conversation, one of the earlier conversations, and we talk about how um, how media has really flashed what is beautiful, what is not, what is sexy, what is not, and and we look back at that, we are reminded that in order for this to be magical, to be, you know, mystical, that we have to get to that place of loving ourselves as much as we love another person. One of the exercises, and there are scores of exercises in the book, but one that I suggest is that you write an ad for a spiritual lover or or 
lover, however you want to, however you want to mm-hmm. differentiate it. And one of the ways you can do that is write that letter to yourself. And another is to invoke, to call in the kinds of qualities that you find in yourself that you want to be met by someone else in terms of sexuality and intimacy because it just it's beyond performance way beyond performance it's about opening your heart it's about changing your mind it's about aligning yourself with the universe with nature with with yourself in order And I believe that is the essence of magic, that when we line up like that, magical things occur. I love the way you've outlined throughout the book some of the responses to the survey. I was I was really taken by the the percentage of people that respond to the survey that talk about sex needing to be to be spiritual to be satisfying. I mean, we're not talking ten percent. We're I think right. the number was sixty six, sixty seven percent. I mean, it 69. was a large number. Yeah. Yes. That and and a lot of the people who answered the survey said basically said I never thought of this before, but now that I think of it, let me write the story of my life. Oh my goodness, yes. And so it is a question really of getting getting this idea out into the, into the culture, so that people will understand that sex and spirit are not different, because sex and spirit, sex is energy. Spirit is energy. Emotions are energy. Thoughts are energy. And whatever we put out there is going to come back to us in the way that we we put it out. Well, let me ask you this question because I think, um, and I've interviewed Dr. John Gray, and you know the whole idea so, of men so from, have I. Yeah, men are from Mars and women yeah. are from Venus. And yet you said in this survey that there were men that participated in this survey as well. I mean, is this still true when we're talking about sex, that men are still from Mars and women still from Venus? Some some men and women are, but the, the men and women in this survey all come from the same planet. Okay. It's, it's called planet Earth. We all <laughs> inhabit it. We can work together. We can play together. We can be together. Men and women have certain differences. Um, when I talked about um, lesbian women and heterosexual women, of course there are some differences when we when we choose women for partners as opposed men as opposed to men for partners because there are differences in the culture and and there are some physical differences. But in essence, we are all in this together. And if we don't believe that, we're going to go to hell in a handbasket, literally. That And the piece about sexuality and the ISIS wheel, I believe that this is a template for all of our relationships, whether it's intimate relationships, whether it's relationships with our community or relationships with uh political relationships or on and on and certainly relationships with the environment that as we connect with our center 
we are putting out something into the universe that is going to come back, that is going to nourish us. We can call it sex, we can call it spirit, we can call it intimacy, we can call it saving the whales. It's all part of the same energy. Thank you, Dr. Gina Ogden, for joining us today. Thank you so much for writing the book. Again, check it out, GinaOgden.com. Thank you all for listening to The Dr. Pat Show. The book is The Heart and Soul of Sex. Until next week, know that you can be all that you, all that you want to be and know that you already are. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio that can ride by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Tuesday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile.